This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. You know, also sneaking through there was Kyrie saying that something had run amok. (laughs) (laughs) It's run amok, I tell you. Who the hell says run amok anymore, Colin? (laughs) Who says that? Oh my you know what God. it is? Kyrie Irving says that because he run amok in Brooklyn for the last four years. Exactly. If anybody's he run amok, he certainly run knows amok. about running amok. <laughs> Apparently, he's an oil baron from the 30s. It's Canty and Carlin <laughs> on ESPN Radio. And on the ESPN app, we're presented by Progressive Insurance. That's right. We want you to hit us up on Twitter to be a part of the program as well as on the Canty and Carlin call on lines on Twitter. It's at ChrisCanny95. At Chris, at Chris Kinney 99, at Chris Carlin, and of course on the phones at 888 say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Daniel Jones wants Kyler Murray money, $45 million a year. Good for you. That's nice. I'd like a lot of things. I'd like to drop 100 pounds by tomorrow. I'm about as likely to do that as you are to get $45 million a year. And Canty, it's... It's unreal to me that there are people that don't feel like that's an out-of-line number right now. How is that the case? Well, Carlin, I don't think it'll be an out-of-line number two years from now with the influx of tech money that's coming to the NFL uh, through Amazon deals and through the YouTube deal, but... As the current quarterback market sits, I I don't think that that's the number that the Giants should be at when it comes to somebody like Daniel Jones. Now, listen, I get it. It's free agency. You want to get your bag, and this is an organization that declined the fifth-year option. Daniel Jones bet on himself. Not a whole lot of security beyond 2022. He went out there, and he was healthy for all of the regular season games, even though they didn't play him in the regular season finale. That wasn't a game that the New York Giants needed. But he was healthy and available for all of the games, which is something that we hadn't seen from him in his first three years in the NFL. Another thing that we hadn't seen from him is him being able to rein in the turnovers. You're talking about a season with single-digit turnovers. So there are two huge positives from Daniel Jones that directly impacted or shaped what the Giants' season turned into, which is a team that was able to get into the dance and win a playoff game. So I can understand why Daniel Jones would want a contract that's comparable to the quarterback that was in his draft class, Kyler Murray. Both of them went in the top 10 in 2019. I can understand how he could make the argument for that, but we got to understand that there's levels to this too. So I think this might be a negotiating ploy by Daniel Jones' new agents in order to kind of set the framework for what they hope is a a fruitful negotiation. Canty, listen, I get it. There's negotiating, there is throwing things out there, hoping that they stick. It may not be a ridiculous number in two years for a guy that all he did is not turn the ball over and ran around some effectively. It's still an absurd number. I I can't tie that kind of number to this quarterback. And Kitty, just in the premise alone, Kyler Murray is better than Daniel Jones. And here's how I know. Every single statistic tells me that Kyler Murray is better than Daniel Jones. I I won't run through them all, but suffice it to say, completion percentage is better, yards per game, touchdowns, uh, touchdown to interception ratio, rushing yards, 
rushing touchdowns, top to bottom, better in basically the same amount of games. Kyler Murray's played four more games than Daniel Jones. Yeah, and Kyler Murray's 25-31-1 as the starter in Arizona. Right. Daniel Jones is 21-31-1 as the right. starter with the Giants. The only key difference between the two quarterbacks' resumes and what would tip things in Daniel Jones' favor to some degree is that Daniel Jones has a road playoff win. Kyler Murray hasn't won in the second season. How much does that matter to you? How much do you weight that if you're the New York Giants? That, that doesn't make he a was in that playoff paying him forty five million and paying him thirty five. But or he had a but he had a hell of a performance in the playoffs, Carl, and it was his first playoff game. So he checked the box in terms of whether or not the guy can win playing against top competition when it matters the most. That's important. Now I don't know what number that 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 correlates with in terms of a contract extension, but. I'm with you. I don't feel great about paying a quarterback $3 million per touchdown pass that he had last year. That's, in effect, what it would be. Daniel Jones had 15 touchdown passes last year. You mean to tell me that's worth $45 million a year? No. $45 million average annual value over the course of, what, three, four seasons? I, I, I don't know if I can hold my nose and pay him that kind of money, Carlin, which is why I think it's inevitable that the Giants are going to put the non-exclusive franchise tag on DJ over the next 10 days. All right, here's Jordan Renan on that very topic this morning. Of course, Jordan is ESPN NFL Nation's Giants reporter on KJM today. The non-exclusive franchise tag is the tag that guys get. No, Once once you put that tag on him, and I know people are like, oh, go get him, let him negotiate. No, once you put a tag on a guy, nobody's giving up two first-round picks and then paying 40-plus million on top so, of that stuff. So, you put the non-exclusive franchise tag on him, he'll basically be back. And the Giants are bringing him back. It's just a matter of whether they strike a deal before the tag window or have to use the tag. No, use the tag. Use the tag. Make him sign it. I don't care if I enter into a Kirk Cousins thing a couple of years or next year or the year after. Let him go prove it one more time. This is silly. And if he is upset that he's not going to get $45 million a year, I'm sorry, dude. I'm sorry. Go prove that it's not just about not screwing up. Go prove it's about actually making plays to help your team win. That playoff win on the road, I'm not going to discount it, other than to say it was against a bad defensive team, a, a, a team that we all knew could be had. And the, the point spread, if memory serves, reflected that because I don't think that was a big point spread, uh, if memory serves, with the Vikings and Giants. Chris, I... I'm sorry. Uh, I, I'm not paying him a dollar more than I have to this year. He has not done enough in his career. And listen, I'm not in love with Kyler Murray either. I'm not. I think it's yeah. absurd that he got the money that he did. But I, that doesn't, two wrongs don't make a right in this case. I understand where Lamar Jackson's coming from when he wants the fully guaranteed deal that Deshaun Watson got. This one, much different. I'm sorry. No, I'm with you on that one. And, and here's the other thing. I, I mean, Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Daniel Jones. So using that that player as a comp in terms of building out whatever contract that you're hoping that the Giants would give you, I don't know if that's necessarily going to fly, Carlin. And to your point about what happened in the wild card round in Minnesota, it was a two-and-a-half-point spread. So, I mean, on a neutral field, Vegas told us that they would take the Giants over the Minnesota Vikings because yeah. home field is worth three, uh, especially in the playoffs. So I, I just – I'm with you on the Daniel Jones front. I think what muddies the waters for the Giants in terms of how to proceed is that they're hoping to bring back Saquon Barkley too, 
and you can't tag both players. So the hope would be that you at least work out a long-term deal with one so it frees you up to use the tag on the other one if, if the, I guess, the asking price is a little bit too high. So I, I think that's what the Giants have to do over the next couple of weeks. They've got to see who, who they can get closest to. But with Daniel Jones, I would be reluctant to give a nine-figure contract guarantee to a quarterback that only threw 15 touchdown passes last season. Not one, not one, not one chance that I would possibly give them more than the franchise tag. I I have to see more. It's Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Canty, David Carr last night, brother of Derek, speaking on the NFL Network on how he expects the process to play out for his brother, who is in free agency right now. Derek had a great trip. So he went there to to get a feel for how they work, you know, from the top down. And mm-hmm. everyone he met, and we knew he would love Robert Sala. I've known yeah. Robert for a while. MJ knows Robert. He's fantastic. And they hit it off, and they they would love to work together. But there's a lot of questions that have to be asked. You know, he has to, he has to find out how the inner workings of, obviously, the front office works. But then also, I think the most important thing for him as a veteran quarterback, what is it going to be like as an offensive play caller and a quarterback in that relationship? Todd Downing is there. He has a relationship with Todd. Nathaniel Hackett is also there. So how does all that work? And, and they had a good, a, a good chat. They, they talked about a lot of different things. And obviously the team is, is just in need of a quarterback and some stability there. They have a lot of good components. There's a lot of things that are very positive about the Jets. He had a great trip. So it's, it, it's honestly, it's, it's going to be a long process, though. There's, he really only has the Saints, the Raiders, and the Jets to kind of compare those three places. And so he wants to do his due diligence and see as many places as he can. Listen, I don't blame him. And um... – I, I get where you want to take as much time as possible. Uh, Connor Hughes from SNY in New York said that he will take probably up until free agency begins but wants to have a deal done by then so he could recruit players. This is um, this is a fascinating situation for, for Derek Carr. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. He gets every chance here to be in free agency, not going up against anybody else right now. Like, I'm the show. Let's see it, fellas. And there are um, situations around the league that fit him very well in addition to the Jets. That's why, to me, I'm okay with the Jets speaking of overpaying. If they want to overpay a little bit on to get Derek Carr, I don't think that's a bad thing. Well, they should overpay because they blew it when it came to finding a quarterback with the second overall pick two years ago. So anytime you make that kind of mistake, Carlin, it's going to cost you. And now you have an opportunity to secure competent quarterback play in Derek Carr. He's a guy that's made four Pro Bowls, Carlin, since 2015. So it makes sense to go after a player of his ilk and not wait on the likes of Aaron Rodgers or what materializes from the Lamar Jackson situation. But I'm taken back by Derek Carr wanting to play out the string with this whole thing. That part of it doesn't make sense to me. And the reason why is because the rate, the the agent for Derek Carr structured his last contract with the Raiders the way that he did with that mechanism in place in early February so that if the Raiders were to move on, he'd have an opportunity to get a jump on free agency. So why are you going to waste that and play this thing all the way out right up until the eve of free agency when teams might potentially have more clarity or might have more options. The other thing that's looming large is the scouting combine. And we know 
that most of these deals for prospective free agents or guys that want to be traded in the offseason are brokered at the scouting combine when team representatives and player agents get together in the same venues in Indy. That, that's how it goes down. That how, that's how the business of the NFL offseason is done. And so for Derek Carr to be as cavalier as he's being, say, oh, I'm going to take my time. I'm going to go to the Saints. I'm going to go to the Jets. I might visit a few other places. That doesn't make sense to me. Hey, listen, man, you know what these rosters look like. The reason why you're going to these organizations is to sit down and get a feel for the individuals that are in the decision-making seats. And if you trust what you're hearing from them, then go ahead and move forward. I can't believe that the Saints or the Jets weren't willing to give a contract to Derek Carr if he wanted one right then and there to go ahead and secure his football future. But the fact that he left and he's talking about making more visits and how this potentially being a long process, that, that, that makes no sense to me. Derek Carr has to take advantage of his advantage. He has to, which is getting to free agency before everybody else. Well, okay, I, I agree. So maybe not before the end of the combine, but that's still what late next week, right? That we're talking about when other deals get done. When it comes to quarterbacks, that's not necessarily the case, because you know, is the Aaron Rodgers deal getting done next week? I, I don't think so. I, I nobody knows what what he's going to do. So I guess from Derek Carr's perspective. Gathering as much information as I can over the next week and a half or so is not a bad thing. If Tampa Bay wants to bring me in, why wouldn't I go talk to Tampa Bay with the weapons that they have and with the defense that they could still have, potentially? Why wouldn't I go talk to Frank Reich in Carolina? Why wouldn't I go talk to Mike Vrabel and the Titans if they're interested in having a discussion? For for me, that's where... Uh, Derek Carr's not wrong for any of this. Now, do I let this get into uh, a close proximity to free agency? I do not. This is this is a true advantage, as you pointed out, that not everybody gets here. And for Carr, uh, as a free agent, you know this is something that um, quarterbacks don't get very often. But let's also recognize that while you might be the bell of the ball at the moment. In about 10 days, you may not be. You know, then people start figuring out, all right, we're not going to get this guy. All right, who are we going to draft instead? Are we better off drafting a quarterback where we are right now, or are we better, are we better off uh, taking Derek Carr, who, let's be clear, we both believe is a full upgrade for the Jets, but it's not definitive that Derek Carr is going to be able to go win. There are knocks on him, and he shouldn't get to a point in this free agency, Chris, where they are openly considering all those things, you know, your potential buyers. Well, we got we got the report from Connor Hughes that said that the Jets brass believes that they can win a Super Bowl with Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Now, whether that's true, whether they're all in on it, we don't know. We don't know to what degree they have conviction on Carr winning them a championship. But that's the report. That's what they're floating out there. So it feels right now as if the Jets are all in on Derek Carr. Carlin, that changes if Lamar Jackson is made available for trade. Absolutely, it does. And, and that and that can happen as soon as the franchise tag window opens up, which is today. So that can happen at any moment. So if you're Derek Carr, why would you wait? That that's the part that doesn't make sense to me. There will be other options, other players at the quarterback spot 
that are better than you and teams that have rosters that are just a quarterback away will potentially mortgage future draft picks for. So even though it only costs money to get Derek Carr, if it costs you two first-round picks to get Lamar Jackson or it costs you a first-round pick plus to get Aaron Rodgers, I think most people would look at that as a clear and obvious upgrade over what Derek Carr is bringing to the table and over what organizations already have in place. So I don't know about this whole play-out-the-string strategy in doing my due diligence, especially if you want to use your presence within one of these franchises as a recruiting tool in free agency. Teams take time to develop their free agency plan based on the cap space that's available to them. They need to know whether you're in or out so that they can formulate whatever plan that they have to go after prospective free agents that might be a good complement to what you're bringing to that organization. So again, I keep coming back to reasons why Derek Carr should sign sooner rather than later. Due due diligence is one thing, Carlin, but free agency is fast and furious. And pre-free agency for Derek Carr is an opportunity to take advantage of a bear marketplace when it comes to top-end quarterback talent. Okay, would you agree that at most there will be two quarterbacks who most would consider to be better than Derek Carr that will be available if Lamar Jackson becomes available? Lamar and Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Okay. So there are still plenty of places for him to get good money there, and I can argue that if he lets those two chips drop in a certain place, so to speak, then you have teams that are going to ramp up a little more desperation. But it's not about just getting good money. It's about competing for a championship. I agree. Right? I yeah, agree. And there, there aren't a lot of places that are just a quarterback away. So if you got those places that are just a quarterback away – and they're interested in you, and they want to do the deal now, what the hell are you waiting for? Well, the one thing I do feel confident in saying, though, is if the Falcons get involved there on Lamar Jackson, they're going to get stupid. And I mean stupid in terms of not actually stupid, stupid in terms of what they're willing to give up to get it done. You know, they they will go and do that. So that's not a place where Derek Carr would, I think at this point, be considered a real contender. Fair? That's fair, but we also have to factor in what Lamar wants, and nobody knows that. Right. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app, we are just getting going. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. What is the best spot for Derek Carr? Is he right to play this out? And would you rather have Daniel Jones or Kyler Murray? Why? 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. 888-729-3776. Hit us up on Twitter as well. The Canty and Carlin lines are opening as we speak. In just moments, we hit up the opinion of one former NFL executive who is going to tell us what the teams should do with the franchise tags. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. 
Hi, this is ESPN's Mike Greenberg, and ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today, and new users get $100 in bonus bets for making any sports book bet. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. 10 seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships, your skills, your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You know, listen, they always say there's no offseason anymore, right? And I don't know that there ever really was, but the coming up here just becomes an amazing time, as we always see with NBA free agency, but NFL free agency when it begins, is just absolutely crazy, as Canty was talking about a minute ago. So why not get the perspective of a guy that has been in it right in the thick? It is Randy Mueller, former NFL executive or GM of the Saints, who joins us right now. He, of course, of Football GM podcast for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter at Randy Mueller underscore. Randy, it's Chris Carlin, Chris Canty. We appreciate a few minutes. How you doing? I'm doing great, guys. Thanks for having me on. Is there still a little bit of, I don't know, is it nerves? I don't know what a GM feels as you hit the offseason and you're not that far away from free agency and now you have major decisions make to make right after the season ended. Well, I guess the good news is there's no uh, decision that you haven't had time to think through. So I, I was one of those guys that loved the process. I loved going through the process. I love to build consensus within the building, and that's what most of these GMs are doing now. They're getting opinions from scouts. They're getting opinions from their coaches. And then if they're football guys themselves, they actually can look at the film and decide what they think. So I think it's a fun time of year. Yeah, you're multitasking. You're at the combine watching college kids work out and at the same time getting a feel for free agents, both those that are on your team and those that are on the street. It is a chaotic time, but it's fun, and and the good ones, I think manipulate through this process pretty good because you've got to work it all in conjunction with one master plan. And and that's the fun part about it. Randy, I got to ask you this question. Derek Carr has been on a free agent or pre-free agency whirlwind. He visited with the New Orleans Saints. He visited with the New York Jets. And his brother David said that this process is, is going to take a little while before Derek makes a final decision how would you advise Derek Carr to proceed knowing that this is a player that got about a month jump on regular free agency? Well, I, I would probably go the other route, Chris. I think he should strike while the iron is hot. And while these teams have more cap space and planning ability than if they sign some guys initially. I, I was sad taken back by those con- comments by the brother because I, that would factor into my strategy if I were the Jets or the Saints knowing that he's going to play this out to the nth degree and wait uh, and, and fill his dance card with maybe some other visits, that would kind of hold me back a little bit in that 
if I were the Jets, I'd go all in right now, and I probably wouldn't let him leave the building. And regardless of what happens with Aaron Rodgers, I think they've got to go all in on one plan that can also be changed if indeed they were in the mix on Aaron Rodgers. So the, the, the strategy that are, is involved from all these clubs is very interesting, but I think uh, Carr should have multiple suitors, which means when they're all in the hunt, you ought to be able to get the most if that's important, and I think that might be in the next couple of weeks. Randy Bueller, former NFL executive, of course, of The Athletic and the football GM pod joining Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. All right, you're applying these franchise tags, uh, Randy. What Was there a general philosophy that you would operate with when it came to the franchise tag, or was it just simply it depends on position and it depends on the situation with the player that we have run into so far? I'll be honest with you. In my 35 years, I don't remember applying at one time. <laughs> wow. I think when it was brought it when it was brought to the table by an agreement with the with the uh, players' union, it was to protect one team's one player, and that was it. It was really used more of a, as a threat than anything else. So we never had to use it in any of my time as being a GM with three teams. So I understand it's more of a negotiating ploy, but everybody understood that. Um, the numbers do make it to where now I think certain positions um, really ha- make you think twice because the cap is affected by al- al- allocation and, and the resources that you put to each position and each player. So I think there is a little more thinking involved with it. It seems to me like teams now are, are throwing it around more than ever before, um, but the numbers are higher, so they've got to think it through. I do think that quarterbacks under the franchise tag change the the really bargaining table when it comes to 40 45 million dollars because as we all know these franchise tags are one year only and there's no cap relief so it's a burden for the player or for the teams as well as it is for the players you often hear players saying they, they would never play under that well i got news for you the team doesn't swallow it easily either because it's a giant cap number that they have to uh, allocate for and they can't spend that money so i think it's it's a, it's a motivation to make deals, and it has been for the most part over, over the years, but uh, it seems like now it's, it's more in play than ever. Okay, Randy, so let's apply that logic to the Lamar Jackson situation with the Baltimore Ravens. They're almost certain to put a franchise tag on him. Now, the exclusive franchise tag is $45.4 million, and the non-exclusive franchise tag is around $32.5 million. So which tag are the Ravens most likely to use when it comes to Lamar Jackson in trying to retain this player? I think, Chris, they'll probably use the exclusive one because what happens is you have more control with that. Yeah, it's a little more cap money. It's a little more uh, of, of space that you have to have under your salary cap. But you lose control when you go the non-exclusive route to where I, I would want to know exactly where this is going. And I also think that the total dollars they're talking about with Lamar Jackson now are going to exceed it by average above that 45. So I just think that's the way to treat him and that's the way to go. I don't, I wouldn't get too cute with it to save 10 million under the cap. The hard part in my opinion for the Ravens is that, and again, I'm not looking to replace Lamar Jackson, but they have not got any real option other than him at this point, in my opinion. So I think they've got to buy some time. I think they've probably got to use the tag and hope that he comes back at, and obviously he won't be there in the offseason, but at some point to play that next year, which would be 2023. But they've got to 
have another plan in my mind. The worst deals I ever made as a GM were the ones where I had no options. And so I just don't see a legitimate option there for them now. They have put all their eggs into Lamar basket. So it would be mm-hmm. interesting to see if there are any other quarterback decisions made by the Ravens during this time if they do tag Lamar. Well, well, Randy, just to follow up with that, the Ravens have just a shade under $28 million in cap space going into the new league year. How, how would they do business if they did apply the exclusive franchise tag on Lamar Jackson? They've, they've known this, though, Chris, for quite some time, so they have to have had some deals in place to reduce cap around their roster. This won't catch them by surprise. They've been dealing with these numbers, in his case, for the last couple of years, so they know where they're at. I think they would be foolish to not put a tag on him and, and let him walk because that'll be the end of that relationship. So I do think they've been able to sort this out. For example, the Saints are the poster child, right, for creating space. They were over $100 million a year ago, and, and they knew what deals they were going to go to and make. Most of these teams now build in automatic um, restructures with guys who sign contracts. So I think they'll be able to create money without a problem, and that shouldn't be an issue on which, which tag they use on Lamar. Randy, last one, Randy Mueller, uh, former NFL executive. we got about 20 seconds, so just quickly, is Daniel Jones worth $45 million a year? Again, it all depends on options. If they don't have a good option, he is, I can tell you that, because if you don't have one, you got no chance. They've, had, they've progressed with Daniel to the point where they're going to have to pay him something. Hopefully there's a happy medium there. Randy Mueller, former NFL exec. We appreciate a few minutes. Thanks, Randy. You bet, guys. Thank you. Kathy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and of the ESPN app, on the ESPN app, I should say. Canty, the curious case of Eric Bieniemy. That's next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Tired of ads interrupting your favorite sports podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music, included with your Prime membership. Amazon Music offers the most ad-free top podcasts. Enjoy shows like First Take, Part of the Interruption, and The Low Post, available ad-free and uninterrupted. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or go to Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods. That's Amazon.com slash ESPN Pods to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Eric Carr, Daniel Jones, $45 million. Dear God. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and on the ESPN app. Canty, let's get a couple of calls in here. Robert's up first on Derek Carr on ESPN Radio. Hey, Rob, what's going on, bud? Hey, man, I got to say I love the show uh, there, but I think that Derek Carr needs to quit acting like Aaron Aaron uh Aaron Rodgers and just just uh make a choice there instead of wasting his time and waiting on free agency and draft and all this other stuff. Well but I don't think he's doing that. I don't think he's acting like Aaron Rodgers. Appreciate the call. Can't he 
I don't blame him one bit. Go out there and get wined and dined and figure out exactly what you want. Uh, listen, don't take too long. I think yeah. we both agree on that. You want him to get it done now. If he wants to take another day or two, okay, a couple of days, three, four days a weekend, I'm good. But I don't blame him for enjoying this moment. When does this happen for quarterbacks? And this is a guy, can we, can we be honest about one thing? Derek Carr has been a guy that's been maligned in his career. He's been a guy that people have never really taken seriously as a winning quarterback, right? Yes. So let's give him a chance to go out there and enjoy himself and figure out where he might have the best chance to win. Well, he's been in the league nine seasons, right? So it's like he's never been in this position before. I can understand why he wants to enjoy the process of free agency because it is unique. It's very different, Carlin, than – then when you're drafted and you're with the franchise for a decade, you know, you're all of a sudden thrust into, um, you know, the marketplace and you have an opportunity to have some control over what your well future is going to look like. I get why he wants to do his due diligence. I just don't know that there are as many destinations that are a quarterback away from a championship out there that he needs to take more time to evaluate. I get wanting to look at the New Orleans Saints. That was his first trip. I get wanting to look at the New York Jets. But if we're being honest, with quarterback needy teams that are on the radar for Derek Carr, how many of those teams are a quarterback away from competing for a championship? How many more are there? I don't know that there's a long list. Maybe Carolina. I think Tennessee has a lot of work to do with their roster. I think there are some other teams that could potentially be interested in Derek Carr, but they're not a team that I would pencil in as a a, a true title contender. So I, I just think that Derek Carr would do himself a service by getting this done sooner rather than later. Eve up next in Florida. What's going on? You're on ESPN Radio. Oh, hey, thank you guys for having me. Um, love the show. Canty, um, the Beard Brother is so crisp. I love Hello. it. Okay? Okay, but uh, look. Let me I'm sorry. Did I miss something? Guys, did I had my, maybe my audio cut out for a second? I didn't hear nothing coming my way. No, well, you don't oh, have I'm a good sorry, beard I'm right sorry. now. When when oh, have I ever that. had a good anything? <laughs> sorry, I just look, I had to pay respect to the beard. I apologize. Yeah, I know, and but, you just disrespect me in the process. That's fine. What's next? What do you got? <laughs> beard, beard guys unite. But look, as far as uh, you know, the whole quarterback thing in the, in the NFL, I was just listening to you say, you know, about Derek Carr. Uh, it doesn't matter if a team is a quarterback away. Derek Carr is not that quarterback, right? Mm. So like that, it's just not going to happen. Um, the teams are just way too quarterback dependent right now. The market is going way out of flux. Uh, Daniel Jones, like for instance, why aren't the Giants looking at Lamar? Why aren't the Giants looking at Derek Carr? All right, upgrading over Daniel Jones is easy, I think, at this point. Um, but they're just, oh my God, it's a quarterback. Let me give them all the salary cap. You need a team around a guy like that. So why would you pay him so much money and he's just going to be a marginal talent? And this is going on across the league. You but know, I don't think it's marginal. Across- I think marginal's unfair. This is a guy that has – and I'm not blaming everything on the Raiders and everything else. But if you look big picture at what's gone on over the last few years, appreciate the call, you have to at least admire what Derek Carr has done. You have to. I, I can't. I'd be more than willing in any of these other situations to take a shot at it with Derek Carr. Absolutely. 
Yeah, I, I'm with you. Now, to the caller's point about Derek Carr versus Daniel Jones, the Giants drafted Daniel Jones. The owner has gone out of his way to say how much of a disservice that they've done in terms of what they put around Daniel Jones, the environment that he tried to develop under. And what Daniel Jones this year did was give John Mara just enough reason to keep him around. The fact that they made it to the postseason, he played in every single game, relatively mistake-free football, and he won a playoff game on the road, that's more than Derek Carr has won in his entire career. So one road playoff win, homegrown talent, we're going to stay with that guy as a po- and, and bet on the upside of Daniel Jones rather than the known commodity in Derek Carr. We know what Derek Carr is, but we think that we can get more out of Daniel Jones. Now, that's a hell of a bet when you start talking about the kind of money that Daniel Jones is asking for. And that is where it gets to an uncomfortable territory if you're the New York Giants. Canty, there are stupid bets when you go into the casino. I'm not doubling down on 12. You know, that's not what I'm doing. And it may have worked out once, but I'm not going to count on it to work out again when the odds are probably against me. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.